Hi there, welcome to the Kids Way Podcast. We are a podcast committed to helping kids stay in the way of the King. And if you've never heard of King Jesus, well get ready, you are going to love Him. We pray that you would also learn more about what it means to be on His narrow way. We also use various tools to encourage and teach, from fictional stories to scripture reading, to music, and sometimes even bringing in some kids to contribute. You can find us online at www.kidsway.ca. And there you will find links to our Facebook page and also other info about Kidsway. Before getting into today's episode, we want to thank Jamie Souls for allowing us to use his wonderful music collection. If you would like to check out more of Jamie's music, you can find him at soulmusic.ca. That's www.solmusic.ca. Well, let's get to the story. We pray you are encouraged and pointed to King Jesus through today's episode. Chapter 4, A Close Call Cock-a-doodle-doo, went the rooster. Dave still couldn't decide if it would be worth the consequences if he killed that rooster one day. It was forever interrupting his peaceful and restful sleep. Mornings were not one of his favorite times of the day as a young boy. It seemed that no matter how early he went to bed, the morning still came too quickly. Thankfully, as he stretched his slumbering muscles, he realized that he did feel rested and even anticipated the day. He remembered that he was going back out into the field today, only this time with a sling of his very own. He couldn't wait to find a big open space and do some practicing with his new handmade leather sling. He slipped into his clothes, grabbed his gear, and set it by the doorway, and made his way to where his father and mother were busy preparing some food to eat, as well as some lunch for the men to take. Good morning, said Dave. Good morning, young shepherd, his parents replied. Breakfast is almost ready. Your brothers will be in shortly from tending to the animals and getting some fresh milk from the cow, mother said. Oh, and don't you boys forget that tonight is Sabbath. You don't want to be more than a Sabbath day's journey from home once the sun sets tonight. I don't want my boys turning into a bunch of lawbreakers, you hear? Yes, mother, said David. I will help the guys remember. Uh, Does that mean the rest of my brothers are coming home tonight? asked David. As far as I know, said mother. Oh, good, said David. I want to show them my new sling. Yes, I'm sure they'll want to see that, mother said as she smiled and patted Dave on the head. In a few moments, Eli and Abe came in through the door, shortly followed by Dave's sister. They were laughing about something, and it seemed to be about the fact that Eli was seen talking with Sarah's father, and the other siblings knew that there was one reason for that, and that was marriage. They had to tease Eli about it, and while he may have blushed a little, he did remain calm. Eli had always enjoyed working hard and hadn't really taken a lot of time to think about marriage. While he wanted a family, it just seemed that the time was never right. But things sounded serious now. Eli had talked to father about setting up a dowry, which was an amount he would pay to Sarah's father to begin the marriage process. Dave had mixed feelings. He didn't like his siblings starting their own families 
as he feared he might be forgotten. But then he knew that it was a blessing and also a good thing from God. After a few moments, they were gathered around and ready to start eating. Eli set the milk with the other food and poured some for himself. They did not sit at a table like we are used to today, but rather would lounge on the floor more and eat in a lying kind of position. For them it seemed normal. Before eating, Father asked Abe to say the morning prayer and lead the family in reciting the Shema together. Even though it was something they did often together, it always seemed fresh and encouraging. Not to say that there wasn't the occasional distraction or bad attitude, but all knew that these things were pleasing to God in accordance with his perfect law. Soon the breakfast meal was finished, the morning sun was starting to flood in through the window, the ladies were busy with their morning chores, and Father was preparing to go to the market and sell some lambs. Dave was eager to start the journey back to the meadow where Shem and Asher were no doubt eagerly awaiting their return. Dave pushed another piece of fruit into his mouth and made sure he had some extra for his lunch. He smiled as he placed his sling into his shepherd's pouch beside his harp. He placed his horn strap over his shoulder and pushed out the wooden door which created a creak as it gave way to his weight. Eli and Abe were just picking up the staffs from beside the house as David also grabbed his. Ready? asked Eli as he roughed Dave's hair. Ready, said Dave as he bent down and scooped up a rock that was no bigger than a robin's egg. As the band of shepherds made their way across the edge of Bethlehem, they met many others getting on with their morning activities. A few priests talking intently, a few other shepherds also heading out to their flocks, a young woman carrying a water jar, a man leading a mule who seemed to be at the start of a journey, some young children playing swords with their sticks, and a variety of livestock and small rodents scurrying about. David enjoyed his hometown. It was familiar and felt safe. He was reminded of how God had brought his people here and the great rescue that God accomplished. He felt blessed to be among God's chosen people. That also reminded Dave what his mother had said earlier that morning. Hey, said Dave, we can't forget that tonight is Sabbath. A good call, little brother. We'll make sure we finish up a bit early today, replied Eli. After walking for a while, they soon began climbing up the final hill which Dave recognized as the last one before the meadow. He put his horn to his lips and tried to give it a good long blast. But all that happened was the awful spluttering sound and a lot of spit flying out the end of his horn. Eli and Abe both laughed. Keep at it, Dave. You've got a ways to go before that is any help in announcing your arrival, said Eli while still laughing. Any tips? asked Dave sincerely. Well, it's all in keeping your lips in a tight, controlled circle. You want to keep the hole small where the air comes out. If it's too large and uncontrolled, your horn will never sound its note. Take some time to practice putting your lips in the right shape before using the horn. Like this. Eli forced his lips into a tight circle, which made him look like he was about to give someone a kiss. He then made a slow and steady spluttering sound. That's what you're after, he said. Dave followed his example and laughed as he made the spluttering sound. That's a bit better, said Abe. Just keep those lips nice and tight. After some practice, you won't even have to think about it. Dave put the horn to his mouth and tried again, except this time the horn gave a clear and distinct note. It didn't last very long, but it was loud and clear. I did it, said Dave. But before either of the other brothers could respond, they heard the blast of Shem's horn across the valley. 
except it was not a single blast like David made, but the distinct warning call of three short blasts. We've got to run, said Abe. That's trouble. Does anyone have some rocks? I've got one or two, said Dave, and he quickly handed them to Abe. Together they started to run down into the meadow, Abe up front, Eli close behind, and Dave struggling to keep up. Dave scanned the field as he ran, looking for where the danger might be. He noticed the herd was split into two groups and seemed to be moving farther apart. As they drew close, he could see two dark figures moving through the herd very quickly. Lions, David said under his breath. He wished he had the skill to use his sling, but decided to leave the lions for his brothers and focus his attention on the injured sheep. As they moved closer, he saw Eli load his sling and hold it ready at his side. Without fear, they moved in the direction of the lions. Abe also loaded his sling. Shortly, they both began to swing their slings overhead like a closely rehearsed drill. Eli let his stone fly and managed to hit the lion directly on the head. The great cat tumbled and rolled into a heap. It looked like he might have injured its eye, which would explain the dramatic response. Shem and Asher continued to pelt the cat with stones from the other side as Abe set his sights on the second beast. The animal had separated off a few of the weaker sheep and was closing in fast. The slower sheep lost its footing and tripped, falling prey to the lion. David looked away as the cat pounced upon the sheep and prepared to make the kill. But no sooner did the cat land on the sheep than Abe hit the animal on the shoulder with a stone. The cat jerked up its head and spotted Abe approaching his new claim meal. The lion dropped into a crouching position and began moving towards Abe. With the first cat running for cover, the other brother started coming to Abe's rescue. Abe stopped and braced himself to meet the lion. The cat moved like lightning through the grass and was only feet from Abe. Because Dave had already determined to help the injured sheep, he was ahead of the other brothers by several yards. He realized that he would be the first to give Abe any help. Dave didn't really have a plan at this point, other than he knew that he must not leave his brothers to face the predator alone. He gripped his staff tight and prepared to use it as a club on the lion. Abe stood with the staff in hand as the lion closed in, and in the blink of an eye the vicious animal pounced on Abe and they both landed on the ground. Abe had shielded his face and throat with his staff and was struggling to hold the weight of the cat from pressing him into the ground or allowing his deadly teeth to find its flesh. Dave was suddenly beside them and proceeded to strike the great cat on the head with all his might. The lion let out an angry growl and with its mighty paw it swiped at Dave. Thankfully Dave was just out of reach and the claws only grasped at air. The cat again set its sight on Abe and raised its paw to strike him with its razor-sharp claws. But out of nowhere, Shem leapt on the cat with his knife and plunged it into the cat's side. A shriek of pain came out from the cat as it coiled back and fell to its side. It struggled to get away, but the knife must have pierced its vital organs, leaving a fatal wound. Abe slowly rose to his feet, leaning heavily on his staff. The brothers along with Asher watched the beast carefully as a wounded animal can be the most dangerous of all. But the lion was clearly dying and showed no signs of continuing to fight. Check the sheep, said Abe with a weak voice, and so Dave rushed over to where the sheep was lying, still in a state of shock from the deadly attack. Dave could see a red stain on its wool by its back leg. He parted the wool carefully in search of the cut and soon found where the lion's claw had cut through the animal's hide. 
Already the blood was starting to clot, and Dave knew the animal would be okay. She'll pull through, Dave shouted back over to his brothers who were gathered around Abe and checking out the cut on his arm. Asher came over to help Dave get the sheep standing, and he and Dave began gently directing the sheep back to the camp. The rest of the flock had finally calmed down and had come closer to investigate the bleats of the injured sheep. They followed as Dave and Asher moved towards camp. Eli and Shem had finished off the lion and proceeded to tie its feet to a pole and began carrying it back towards the camp. Abe held a piece of cloth on his arm which Shem had torn off his cloak to aid his brother. With hearts still pumping and senses fully alert, they all breathed a sigh of relief that things had not been worse. An attack by a pair of lions was rare, but often deadly when it happened. Thank God the brothers arrived when they did. Two shepherds against two hungry lions may have ended in the lion's favor. As it was, they will have a nice lion hide for bragging rights, and Abe would have a decent scar to show the girls. God had kindly watched over them, and they all knew it. After a bit of time to recover strength and process the events of the morning, Shem and Asher announced they better head for home so that father and mother don't start to worry about their whereabouts. Eli turned to Abe and said, You better head back with Shem and Asher and get that wound cleaned up and cared for. Abe sat up straight as though he was about to protest and said, Nonsense! It's a mere scratch! I'll be fine once the bleeding stops. Shem and David knew better than to get involved in the discussion. Up to you, said Eli. I think Dave and I could manage things okay, but I'm certainly not going to go looking to make more work for myself if you're up to the task. Well, I do appreciate the offer, but I'll be fine, Abe responded in a softer tone. And so Shem and Asher waved farewell, and with the lion hide in hand, they made their way for home. The rest of the day was much less eventful. The sheep seemed to be on edge all day after the close call with the lions, and it was more difficult than usual to water them and move them calmly back to the meadow. Dave found some time to practice with his sling, and Eli gave him pointers from a safe distance. While Dave wasn't able to hit his target, he was getting the feel of it. He could consistently make the rock go in the general direction by the end of the day, and Eli said that is half the battle when it comes to being a marksman with a sling. Dave had pretty much perfected rock selection, and even Abe asked Dave to pick him out some rocks, as he liked Dave's rocks the best. It was clear to both Eli and Abe that Dave was growing in confidence and skill by the hour, and they couldn't help but feel some sense of pride as they were the ones training and teaching him. Late in the afternoon, Abe requested a chance to rest as his arm was starting to really throb, and while the wound had started to form a scab, it had also swelled some and was causing pain. While he rested, Dave and Eli went around and checked the sheepfold for any damage as they would be using it tonight as they prepared for the journey home to make it in time for Sabbath. The sheepfold was a useful tool among shepherds. It was a pen that was either built by the shepherds or sometimes a naturally made cave or area of protection for the sheep. Oftentimes, they would move the sheep into the sheepfold for safekeeping, especially at night when it was dark and it was harder for the shepherds to keep an eye on the sheep. If there were plenty of shepherds, they didn't always use it, but as they prepared for Sabbath, they would use it so that it would require less help for watching the sheep through the night. And that way, more of the family could enjoy the Sabbath rest together. This particular sheepfold was handmade. It was made by a wall of rocks that the shepherds had built. 
The only point of access into the pen was a single door which faced the camping area. The shepherd would often rest right in front of the door so that he could keep any sheep from escaping, but also be the first to meet any thieves or wild animals that are looking to harm the sheep. The wall was about four to five feet high, and so it was possible to get over, but the sheep could not get out, and the natural response for a wild animal would be to first try the door. Tonight, a few of the hired hands would come back and watch the sheep over the Sabbath, so that the family could enjoy the rest of the day in worship together. It didn't always happen that way, but this weekend was special, as the rest of Dave's brothers were coming home from their training in the army. Mother had requested that they all be home this Sabbath, and so father had made arrangements for the hired hands to take the double shift this weekend. Dave loved the Sabbath. It was nice to have a day that was set aside to rest, but even more than that, to also attend the synagogue and hear the sacred scriptures read, to sing the songs of old with the people of God, and to remember God's amazing work in creation, and also his mighty hand that delivered them from bondage in Egypt. It was a holy day, a day that was set apart by God for the benefit of his people. Some would complain about not getting more work done, but Dave rejoiced that such a day could be enjoyed. He felt a bit bad for the hired hands who would have to stay in the fields, but they didn't mind that much. So Dave worked hard with his brothers, trying to get everything ready so that it would be as trouble-free as possible for them. He packed water and food for the injured sheep and made sure the wound was clean. He stacked wood by the fire so they would have enough to get through the night. He even made a pile of perfect rocks for the sling, just in case they would need to ward off any unwanted visitors. Once again, Dave was thankful that he could be a shepherd and couldn't help but relate to the sheep as he thought about God's own care for them. Dave sat for a moment, pulled out his harp, and sang a little tune of praise. O come, let us worship and bow down, let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, the sheep of his hand. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. Tune in next time and we'll see what happens as our story continues. Remember, if you would like to write to us or find out more information, you can find us online at www.kidsway.ca. And don't forget to head over to www.soulmusic.ca to find many more songs that Jamie Souls has written and recorded. See you next time. May God bless you and keep you and make His face to shine upon you. 